Welcome to Bowman's Friends, a podcast created to connect and inform UK students of issues, events, and cool stuff on campus in the Lexington area. Bowman's Friends is a podcast hosted by UK students for the UK community. Our goal is to amplify student voices through advocating for equity, inclusion, and representation of all. Mr. and Miss Black UK is a scholarship pageant that first took place in the late 80s, hosted by the Mu Epsilon chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. It is now a collaborative event with the Black Student Union and the National Panhellenic Council. The pageant is described by the UK Alumni Association as not only an opportunity for educational development and advancement, but also an opportunity for minority students to showcase their talents and represent the diversity at the University of Kentucky in a positive light. Today, we are joined by our 2021 Mr. and Miss Black UK. Elena Tobo and Joelle Paul Jr. Congratulations to both of you and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome guys. To start off, can you guys tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves, where you're from, your major, and your classification? Okay, well, hello. My name is Elena Tobo. I am a broadcast journalism major here. I'm a sophomore and I am from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, and I'm the news director at WRFL and I host my own radio show called Where My Soul Wanders. Um, my name is Joel Paul Jr. Uh, most of my friends call me Junior. I'm a, a junior. Okay, no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended at all. But I'm a junior here at the University of Kentucky, majoring in kinesiology, and I'm on a pre-PT route. Um, I think I said, oh, yeah, I said classification. Okay, some of the ORs that I'm involved in, and this is quite a few, um, I'm part of the NAACP, um, Underground Perspective, Black Student Union, as well as the Diversity Career Series on campus. So, uh, I'd be around. I'd be around. So you're Mr. Involved, man. I, I'd be tired. I know, man. I'd be tired. So I was at the football game on Saturday when y'all took the field with President Capilouto and the rest of homecoming court. So walk us through that. Like, how did that feel to be like on the field in front of like most of the school and just so many people? Yeah, it's very rare that you get to step foot on Kroger Field in general, especially during a game like that. Full a disclaimer. Big game. Full disclaimer. Very tired. I was very tired. I can for myself were you tired Junior? i was so tired i was so <laughs> tired man we had a lot of events leading up to the football game like we had to attend like a practice we had to attend a tailgate and we all wanted to go to like you know different events going on on that day so we were ripping and running i had on heels for eight hours junior was chilling though man, he, he yeah, was chilling yeah, yeah we was going we was going man yeah, it was very. It was a very busy day, I could say. What do you think, Junior? It was busy. It was busy, but um, I feel like at the same time, I think it was. It just kind of reemphasized just that idea of like, okay, now we got this platform. You know what I'm saying? Because I guess it didn't necessarily sink in for me how many people. It was just how many people was just around kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So we were on the field, and it just seeing so many people, and then seeing your friends there and stuff like that. It's like, yo, like you know what I'm saying? This, this is this, this is a platform. It's a pretty big platform. So. I mean, that kind of leads me into my next question of what does the title of Mr. and Miss Black UK mean to each of you? Uh, just to kind of follow up on what I said, it's definitely, you know, it's a platform and it means everything to me now. You know what I'm saying? Going into it, I wouldn't say it didn't mean anything, but it was just kind of like, a, OK, this is a little scholarship pageant, this and the third. But um, I actually before the whole pageant thing, I've been mentoring these kids over at um, a local high school. And whenever I be talking to them, you know, what I'm saying I'd be reemphasizing the fact that I'm just like them. And no matter where they see me at, whether it's at school or doing this and the third, I started from the same things y'all started from sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like this Mr. Black UK, you know what I'm saying? When you hear it out loud, it's like this prestigious thing. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that I was able to attain that, it's just kind of like, yo, like this is another example I can give the kids and show them like, yo, y'all can do the same exact thing. And, you know, it's a lot of stuff that comes with it too. Like having that platform and, um, you know, having that voice, it's definitely, definitely means a lot to me now. 
I feel like that's really special, like not only getting to work with those kids, but then now they see that you've achieved this, yeah. like you said, and you're reiterating to them, like, this I'm just like you. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can it's do this. Table. I mean, like we teach, obviously, you know, black excellence and, you know, that you see Barack Obama or you see like these people in power, mm. but them knowing you personally before that and then yeah. you attaining this title as well. I think that that's obviously very monumental. Well, for me, I have a sim well, not a similar story, but it's it's different. Um, growing up, I felt like I didn't have a voice as a black female, and then especially coming to a PWI, predominantly white institution, when I started, I felt like I didn't have a voice either. And so when I stepped on to like compete for the Miss Black UK pageant and actually obtaining the title, it was like, I am now a representative for those girls who feel like they can't speak up about the issues that are concerning the black community, um, especially at a predominantly white institution. So I feel like now that I am Miss Black UK, I am a representation for the black community and the issues that we are faced. And to really just be a voice for the voiceless or the voice for those who really don't feel confident enough to speak up for themselves. Absolutely. And like you said, Junior, do you care if I call you Junior? Yeah, no, no. It's okay, fine. you said your friend, so I was like, I don't. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. we there, we there, we cool. We okay, cool. okay. Like Junior said, like it is so much more than a scholarship pageant. Like y'all, it is a platform, and you're doing important things, and you're now like representing the community and showing people that like this is attainable. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. So Elena, I know you have a history of pageants. So can you talk to us a little bit about some of your other titles and kind of how you first got into pageants? Okay, so this is also, like, my favorite question <laughs> in the world. But um, I remember in the fifth grade, I got a letter in the mail. I was one of the girls that loved checking the mail, loved getting magazines in the mail. And so I got a letter in the mail from a pageant called National American Miss. And it was basically like, hey, we know who you are, and we want you to be in a pageant. And I begged my mom. I have four brothers. So... Getting into girly things was definitely like, okay, I want to do this. And so we went to a call back, and I got into it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do pageants for the rest of my life. And I didn't think that I was actually going to stick with it, but I did. And so since then, I've been like Miss Georgia. I've been a Miss Lexington, Teen USA. That was my most recent title that I did. I competed for Miss Kentucky, Teen USA. And then I was also Miss Fulton County for National American Miss, well, National All-American Miss. And it was just a lot of, I don't know, pageantry has definitely just like helped me become who I am today I don't think that I would be the confident Elena without it but yeah just going into this pageant or my pageant experience has just helped me you know want to actually pursue the Miss Black UK pageant so yeah I love that yeah now Junior you don't have a history Man, of pageants dog, I, ain't, so. I, ain't, <laughs> I ain't never done nothing like this before and I ain't, bro. so how was this and like was it intimidating being on a stage and have everyone look at you or you are giving me the vibes that you were kind of enjoying it. You like the attention, it didn't was, you? You know, it's crazy. I love, I love the attention, but that was people were telling me I didn't seem nervous, but I was genuinely nervous about the fact that I've never done a pageant before. I'm like, yo, like they told me you got to answer questions. I'm literally asking them are any of the math questions, and they're laughing. Like, I'm <laughs> genuinely because if y'all ask me anything math, I'm getting off the stage. Like, call me. Like that's you know what I'm saying. But it was definitely a different experience. You know what I'm saying. It did you know all in all put me out of my comfort zone, and that's something I've been trying to get used to, you know what I'm saying? So uh, when it comes to this pageant idea, I feel like it definitely puts you in a position to uh, better yourself, you know what I'm saying, regardless of, you know what I'm saying, regardless of what the criteria is, like the talent portion. I wanted it, to talk about that. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. So what was yeah. your talent and my what was your talent, like thought process behind it and your yeah. inspiration? Okay, so my talent was spoken word. Um, 
when it came to this portion, uh, I, at first I was kind of like, I didn't really necessarily know exactly what I wanted to do. But being that the theme was 1920s, they had uh, they were playing these songs throughout the practice, throughout throughout rehearsal. So everybody's doing their talent or whatever, and they're you know they're trying to figure out what it is. And they put this song called uh, Strange Fruit by Nina Simone. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but uh, Kanye had, you know, recently did a thing. Well, not recent, but Kanye had done a remix with it called Blood on the Leaves. And on TikTok recently, like, blew up because it was a sound. But the OG version um, of Strange Fruit by Nina Simone was a depiction of the sli- of the South back in the day. So um, back in, you know, back then, the lynchings of black people was happening 24-7. And Nina Simone used her voice to kind of put that, you know, put spotlight on that so she was in cotton club singing this to a completely white audience making them feel uncomfortable when you actually listen to the song you can just feel it. it's like a chill it puts a chill in your spine and it's like she's literally depicting what it was like to be black back in the day you know what i'm saying so every time i hear that song me prior knowing that prior to hearing the song um i'm just sitting there and then i hear it i'm like yo this matches the theme but i also feel like i can use this to to, to talk about something important that's when the whole pageant in itself became deeper than what it was for me and to begin with, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, yo, now I can kind of shed light on something that, you know what I'm saying? So now, it's, for me, it's bigger than the pageant. So even if I win or lose, I'm conveying this message to an audience using my platform. So regardless if I win or lose, I still have that platform. I'm still doing what I, what my calling is at the end of the day. So I took that song, and I listened to it on repeat, on repeat. And um, I just started writing. And my piece had a lot to do with mass incarceration, um, just the evolution of slavery because it really never ended. You know what I'm saying? So um, just talking about all those things, like important conversations that are sensitive for a lot of people but need to be had at the end of the day. So I just kind of took that route when it came to my talent. I love that. Is there somewhere that our listeners can see your talent portion? Is it posted anywhere? Okay. Um. So during the talent portion, my, my, my brother Josh, J- uh, shout out Joe Studios, JL <laughs> Studios, that man is cold. He had recorded it and he was putting it together. But after I got off the stage, he pulled me to the side. I was like, Junior, we're recording this. Like, because I have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. He's like, We're doing this for the YouTube. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're we going to run this back. So actually, Friday or Saturday, this Friday or Saturday, him and me and all the guys are going to get through. I'm going to actually shoot the actual video for the poem. So that should be out hopefully by next week. And I mean, am I allowed to shout out my YouTube? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Junior's World. So that's J R apostrophe S and then World Like Juice World. So W R L D. Um, you tap into that in a week from now or two weeks roughly from now, it should be like a, a whole depiction of everything that I spoke. So, yeah, it'll be there. Okay, and once that goes up, we'll share it because uh, this episode's going to go up Friday. But sure. whenever yeah, we'll that goes live, that. we'll share that on our stories because it is a very important message, mm-hmm. like you said. It is kind of uncomfortable for some people to listen to it, but they have to listen. They have to, Because yeah. a- any important topic is going to make people uncomfortable, uh, but you just sure. have to talk about it. During your time here at UK, in what ways has the Black Student Union made an impact on your college careers? Um, I feel like, okay, when it comes to, so being that I'm involved with multiple um, minority orgs on campus, I've been able to see, like, the way they go about different issues and different things, you know what I'm saying? So underground perspective, for one, is, you know what I'm saying, it's more of that social org, like, we'll do cookouts and, you know what I'm saying, like, lit things to bring the black community together, whereas Black Student Union, I've noticed over the years, it's more of a, they're more of a direct type thing, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, when that was going on, um, they had a march. They actually had a march. I don't know if you guys were aware of that, but that march, you know what I'm saying, was was just, it was there was so much initiative that went behind that, you know what I'm saying, and they was able to directly 
find, okay, this is the problem going on currently. This is what's happening in the black community, and we're going to do ABC. You know what I'm saying? They were really, so Black Student Union has always touched those sensitive topics that a lot of people did not want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? And all in all, I feel like the diversity, you know what I'm saying, the black boys on campus, they do do that. But Black Student Union, I feel like they make it a priority to talk about those things. So that, for me, kind of gave me like a space to feel those emotions when we were going through probably a really, really sensitive time for everybody, you know what I'm saying? So that really gave us a space to vocalize how we felt during that march, so, yeah. Yeah, that was the thing that I noticed too. You know, I came into college fresh in a pandemic, so getting involved in different organizations was a challenge for me, and I didn't, honestly, I didn't feel like I, I belonged here, you know, I'm black, and I'm at a predominantly white institution, and it's already hard to make people, make friends in a pandemic, and, but once I saw, like, the initiatives that the Black Student Union was putting forth, it made me interested in, you know, being in the organization, or at least just, you know, uh, going to the events that they have, but like Junior said, just a second off of him, like, they really take initiative on a lot of things, so. So, what was your talent portion? <clears throat> my talent was spoken word as well. Oh. What did you do for yours? Yeah, so my talent, I said, well, I recited The Average Black Girl by Ernestine Johnson. And in, I wouldn't say 11th grade. It was more of like early high school. I went through a phase where I was just obsessed with poetry. And I still am, but I found like different passions. And I remember just listening to that poem on repeat and just really resonating with it. But when the pageant came and they're like, oh, y'all, let's let's figure out your talents. Me, I am. I've never competed in the pageant where I had to do a talent. I <laughs> really. Yeah. So I don't think that I'm like I wouldn't say I'm not talented, but I've never had to perform a talent like I always wish I could sing, but I can't. Right. So <laughs> but one of the greatest gifts that I feel like, you know, God has given me is public speaking. I love to communicate. I love to speak. So I was like, why not do a spoken word? And this was something that I had already memorized or halfway memorized just from listening to it all the time when I was younger. And to just like recite that, it's like a tribute back to my younger self, like thinking about the average black girl and the average black girl that they like, you know, what people consider the average black girl, you know, just that stereotype and being able to just like, uh, portray that and break that down to what people like how people view me and stuff like that if that makes sense and just you know paying it back to my my younger self paying it back to Ernestine Johnson because I'm a big fan of her poems and such so yeah the title of Mr. and Miss Black UK is not only big on campus but especially in the black community on campus in black UK um, so is it more intimidating because of the racial climate that we're in right now and like you have this kind of pressure on your shoulders now or is it more empowering because of that same reason? Mm, I can I can say it's both. Honestly, my question for the on-stage question part was, um, how do I feel about the protests going on? And I didn't know how to answer that in front of a crowd of people because it was, it was really intimidating, and I didn't want to say the wrong thing, but I also didn't want to get in my feelings. So... I can definitely say that it's it's a little bit intimidating, but it's empowering as well to know that I have this platform and this voice to actually speak about those things. And it's like, Elena, you, you have this platform, use it. And so if I wasn't, like, now that I am Miss Black UK, I might as well, like, you know, use my voice because I only get one shot at this. So I might as you know, go, go for it. Yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely, um, it, was a, it was a little bit intimidating at first because it's like, you know, 
um, like Alina was saying, our perspective for it is like we're the voice for the voiceless. You know what I'm saying? So it's always gonna be that pressure of am I doing the right thing? Am I helping my people? Am I, you know what I'm saying, am I actually living up to what that is? But I really just look at it as imposter syndrome. And that's really when you're looking at a position and you think it's so good that and you and you want the person who's gonna be in that role to be the perfect person that you sort of question yourself at the end of the day, like, am I fit for that position? But ultimately we can only do what we can. You know what I'm saying? So putting being that voice for the voiceless and actually reaching out, reaching a hand out to the community and making that difference, um, it's always going to be a pressure that comes with it. But I think just understanding that whatever you have, if you have pure intentions wherever you're going, you're going to end up doing good regardless. You know what I'm saying? So as long as I feel like as though, as long as we keep our intentions pure with our platforms, I mean, you know, we're going we gonna to really strive and do what's great. So. So what responsibilities come along with that title? I mean, we, you know, we kind of talked about that since we've been here, you know, just kind of being that voice, you know, but um, I think also just understanding that you can kind of be that hand too, you know what I'm saying? So like uh, having those uncomfortable conversations with people that you may not know, you know, incoming freshmen or actually even going, I s spoke about this when I was on stage, but even reaching outside of the community because I feel like, yeah, responsibilities on campus is one thing, but maybe we can go a little bit farther, you know what I'm saying? Getting them, getting students before they even come to campus. I feel like that would makes that's a responsibility that should just kind of be there, you know what I'm saying? Because that impact is going to last way longer and I feel like it's going to touch way more people if you're actually reaching more than just the person next to you or the person who lives across campus. You know, and I'd I'd like to say just creating a safe community or a safe space for students of color who come in because, like I said earlier, like I didn't feel like safe coming to this institution. So just honestly creating a safe community where Black students can feel um, good enough to thrive. You know, absolutely. Uh, oh, I'd actually add on to that um, vulnerability. I feel like that's one thing too. Just being able to, like I said, have those conversations, but um, understand that we're trying. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to get it wrong a few times. Like this position, there's nothing perfect about it. There's not, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to be perfect to have this position, but being able to just have those those organic conversations with people. And you know what I'm saying? And you may shed a tear while having these conversations, but these are tears that's going to help things grow at the end of the day. So just having that vulnerability. <laughs> Presentation U is a multimodal communications peer tutoring center offering free tutoring in any and all communications, written, oral, digital, visual, both online and in person. We're located in the basement of Willie T and students are welcome to either walk on in or create an appointment at presentationu.mywconline.com. We hope to see you all soon. So we talked a lot about the platform that y'all now have as Mr. and Miss Black UK. Is there anything you want to say to the campus community mm. right now? Or mm. like to campus community and then I guess to, you know, young black boys and girls? I'll definitely just say that nothing, not a lot is going to change overnight. You know what I'm saying? Um, this is definitely a marathon and the marathon is continuing and it's not over. Um, it's a lot of things that, that, we have to deal with every day and the reality of being a black man or a black woman in America is nothing's really guaranteed and we're always kind of just put on the edge of things you know what I'm saying so uh it's gonna take a, it's gonna take a little bit of you know what I'm saying a little bit of time but it's like that's what the people who came before us did for us you know what I'm saying so we're just trying to we're just trying to find a way to get through these things and we're gonna get there eventually it's just you know just hold on really just hold on in my interview, we kind of spoke about how the role of Mr. and Miss Black UK has changed over the years. 
And the biggest answer that a lot of the judges who interviewed me were saying how that the roles and responsibilities are more clear. Just seeing over the years on how we have like a bigger platform now, at first it was just a homecoming thing. And now it's a homecoming thing. And you're actually a voice for, you know, the Lexington community, the Lexington black community, the UK black community. You're a voice and you represent them. And so I feel like now... I guess the biggest message that I would have to say to the black community is just to keep going. You know, we go through a lot of things. We face a lot of challenges daily, but it's up to us to push through and persevere and have that resiliency. You know, it's not easy and it's not fair, honestly, but we don't have a choice but to keep going in order to rise from all of this. So, Mm, Actually, mm, that makes me think of another thing. (laughs) Uh, Since you guys did say, like, you know, a message to, you know, just black you know, children in general, black men and female. Um, I would, oh, black women, because I know females, are, some people don't like that word. So, and that's just where I'm from. So I kind of say it sometimes for black males and black women. Um, I definitely say just this idea that people try to push that you have to be this strong black woman or this strong that black part. male. You know what I'm saying? Um, before I touch on that, I definitely say give yourself grace because this world's not going to give it to you because you came in African-American, you came in black, your skin was different. Yeah, you're not going to get no grace. So be the first one to give yourself that. You know what I'm saying? A lot, it's okay to mess up. It's okay to get set back, but don't dwell on it. You know what I'm saying? Just be able to forgive yourself. But then two, this idea of being strong is, you know what I'm saying? It's almost dehumanizing. You know what I'm saying? They, all the stuff that we've been through and all the things that we continue to go through, it's hard to keep a straight face. It's hard not to cry. It's hard not to, you know what I'm saying, be vulnerable. But I'll, if nobody has told you before, let me be the first to tell you to please, please, please take time for yourself. If you feel like you need to cry, cry, because this is hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're doing things and we're the voices that's going to make a lot of change. And a lot of this change is going to be growing pains. And I need you to understand that that's okay. And... um it's it's hard, you know what I'm saying? It's hard, and you don't have to put up this 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 front that oh, you know, I can take this or I can take that or I can take the uh, the beauty the social beauty standards that there a lot of people place on black women. Like I can like that stuff is hard to align with, you know what I'm saying? So if you know what I'm saying, if you're in an environment where you feel like you got to put up this front, please do not just succumb to that. You know what I'm saying? Just be be vulnerable and be you. It's okay. So my um, adjective for the pageant was resilient. So I was like resilient contestant number one. And resilient is a word that I like describe myself as, but I don't want to always describe myself as resilient. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've been thinking about this for over the past like month or so. I've been going through a lot of things and it's like, man, I know I'm strong. I know I'm adaptable. I know I'm resilient, but I don't want to always be resilient. I don't want to always use my strength. I don't want to always bounce back. And I guess the message that I want to say is like, you don't have to be strong all the time. Like Junior said, you can be vulnerable. You can, you know, give yourself that grace to just, just be and breathe. Like the world is always giving you come like, on, nah, come <laughs> on, nah, you talking, talking. the world, you know, already gives us uh, a lot of problems in itself. So just take that time to focus on who you are as a person and what you represent as opposed to, you know, just trying to be what society wants you to be. 100%. Shout out all the black women, man. That's 100%. Um, so you guys speaking of, you know, like it's okay to say like, I'm not okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be vulnerable. Do you guys have any like mental health initiatives or things you want to work on for black UK and minority students on campus? So I currently have my own initiative called Project Hold My Hand, which is dedicated to creating a safe recovery process for adolescents who struggle with depression and anxiety. And 
me and Junior haven't really talked about, like, a lot of the events that we want to put on, but we know we want to put on events. Like, Junior, he's very, like, oh, we're doing this and helping the community. So I'm excited for that. But definitely, like, when it comes to mental health, just incorporating my Project Hold My Hand with Mr. and Mrs. Black UK and making, like, that a big thing because black mental health is not something that is talked about. Most of the time it's just mental health, if even mental health is a conversation. So I think... One of the I guess, I guess I can touch on this story. Like when I first started coming out about my story with mental health, I remember talking to um, one of my friend's moms, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm doing this project on mental health. I just want to get this out there." And she was like, "You're not depressed." No, it, you know that's how. It, yeah, it's yeah. It's like it's sad that mental health one isn't talked about enough, right? And then especially within black black households, it's not yeah. talked about enough, and then especially within black men. Yes. So right. it just like gets worse and worse and worse to where you have black men that are struggling probably the most with mental health and just being able to say like, I'm not okay. Like th- I need to cry. I need to be vulnerable. Cause it doesn't right. mean you're any less of a man, you right. know, like you're still, you're still a man at the end of the day. Like you, it, it doesn't change anything. Right. Um, but talk more about your initiative and where people can find that and students can. Okay. So right now you can find us on social media at project hold my hand, but I actually, I'm actually transitioning to um, Lexington communities. I started an initiative at home in Atlanta, and I got, like, pamphlets and books handed out to the schools in my school system. So those are that was my act of sustainability. How was I going to sustain, like, my mental health project while I'm not home? And so students have access to that pamphlet, but I'm also trying to get something started here because mental health in college students and black college students is completely different. Um, so I just want to make sure that I can get things started here. I'm working on a children's book called King Leo and the Great Big feeling so that should be out soon I'm really excited for that but um just attacking my biggest uh mission or goal is to attack mental health where before it even gets worse so I'm writing that children's book so children can learn how to handle their emotions and what this means oh oh maybe I'm feeling sad I need to take a day off or I need to you know calm myself down as opposed to I don't know how I feel and you know sometimes those emotions go you know unattended so I guess I'm I'm working on trying to bring Project Hope My Hand to Lexington and I'm glad that I do have this platform that I can you know put mental health on a bigger pedestal because like I said in my interview for Miss Black UK I feel like a lot of um, a lot of the times when we don't see a lot of people who are on platforms talking about mental health, even though they struggle with it. And we don't hear about mental health until someone passes away, unfortunately. And then once someone passes away, it's only a conversation for the minute. So I want to make sure that mental health is an ongoing conversation so people feel safe enough to even talk about it. That's a really important mission. And I love that you're talking about like starting with kids. Right. Because like you said, they don't you don't learn about that in school. You learn right. about your physical health, but you don't learn about your mental health. And your mental health is just as, if not more important than your physical. Right. So I think that's that's really special, and I love that you're doing that. Thank you. Congratulations on all of that, by the way, because you've already yeah. done so much. I know, yeah. You've so yeah. Much. accomplished a lot. Hard. That is cold. <laughs> she cold with it, man. Um, but I'd definitely say uh, really just knowing your resources, um, knowing what resources are available on campus and just in general. Um, I know it's really, really hard, especially being a black individual at a PWI, like Elena said, but um, it is a lack of representation, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you can find 
here and there you can find some. Like I know the um pretty sure it's the counseling center. Um there is some really, really good uh people in there that you could talk to, you know what I'm saying, that they can point you. And even if the your person is not gonna be in the counseling center, they can point you in the di- right direction. I've been pointed to the right direction many, many times. Um, because you know, this I don't know, this summer I was dealing with a lot of things emotionally and I was trying to unpack a lot of stuff that happened in my life and I feel like you know, tapping in with those feelings and expressing them and talking to somebody about them is one of the best ways to go about it. So, um, really, just yeah, like like I said before, tapping your uh, tapping in with your resources and even with the whole project called My Hand thing, that's another resource that's about to be established. So, you know, can't wait for that to happen, but that's gonna be dope. Also, just you know, piggybacking off of Junior when it comes to resources like the MLK Center. I've never personally, you know, I'm not super involved in the MLK Center, but I know a lot of people find that center as their safe space. So I'm sure that there are a lot of um, representatives and directors that are there to help you and point you in the right direction to get, you know, if the counseling center isn't open at that time, I'm sure that there are a lot of people that advocate for us and that are there to help us, you know, with your struggles or your emotional things that are going on with you. Man, Mr. Jamal will put me in a headlock if he knew that I did not bring up the MLK Center. (laughs) Thank you so much. I was going to say, where can, um, you know, students, black students and minority students coming on campus that are already or that are already on campus? campus you know how can they get involved in these organizations smack, like mlk and smack dab in the student bsu yeah, okay. right in the student <laughs> center you'll see a big picture of mlk on the glass like the mlk center has been a amazing like it's literally been my home from the time i got on campus that's why i ran into ugp that's why i ran into people who are on the e-board um uh, Jamal McDaniels, he's the uh, director for the MLK Center. Amazing, ma- one of my mentors and has gotten me through so, so much. And it's crazy because he actually won Mr. Black UK back in 2011. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we, yeah, so we took a picture next to each other. But, um, yeah, it's definitely been an amazing mentor for me. So that kind of aligns with the question that you guys asked. So have, finding those mentors and those people that you can talk to and look up to. Um, my friend Jordan, who's a part of the UGP e-board for me, is an intern for the MLK Center. So when you go in there, these will be some of the first faces that you see they will approach you like even if you're not somebody who talks a lot if i see even if i see you in there i'll approach you and talk to you so the mlk center is definitely a hot spot to go to yeah like when i was walking around campus in the beginning of the school year i remember i I think it was like catapalooza jordan randomly walked up to me you know when you're just walking you see somebody (laughs) come up to you you don't want to you sometimes i don't want to talk so he was like yeah you know he grabbed me he was like yeah you come into the mlk center with me and then that's when i felt safe i was like okay Man. You know, I was trying to step out there, and he actually pulled me in. So, like, we're a strong community here. Yeah. So what were some of, if there were any challenges going into the pageant, and what were some of your favorite parts? Mm. Okay, some of the challenges that I faced um, would definitely be uh, the practices. The practices was extensive, but they were warranted, you know what I'm saying, being that a lot of, you know, we memorized a lot of stuff that we did, and it was – Oof, it was a lot. It was a whole lot, but um, it was definitely hard. You know, just with schedule and everything going on, it was kind of like, oh, got to go to practice, got to get to practice and everything like that. So that was definitely a, a, a hard part. But, I mean, all in all, we got it out the way, and, you know, we did what we had to. So practice for me 100% was extensive. Um, A challenge for me was, like Junior said, I don't want me to get deep. You know, his was just practice. But <laughs> I feel like I'm getting deep. But definitely that imposter syndrome, I felt like, you know, I deal with a lot of – what's the word, like comparison to other girls. And we were always in practicing practices reciting like what we were going to, what we're going to say on stage, how we were going to do it. And I was like, man, these girls is giving it to me. Like, and I was just like, I felt kind of 
like I did I didn't deserve it or like I was like less worthy of any of the other girls there and and that was never the case but I guess the biggest challenge was just trying to um be Elena and show Elena and show what Elena is all about you know and just be confident in who I am and luckily throughout that whole process I was more comfortable with it and my abilities and I showed that on stage and to the judges yeah that imposter syndrome is real and we actually yeah. had a conversation about that on a couple episodes ago with this girl Jade who's a graduate here and we were talking about how we always feel like we're not um good like enough. you said we're not good enough right. you know comparing ourselves to other people in the room but it's like at the end of the day you are just as good as those other people right. in the room because you're Clearly. not questioning right I know you, you <laughs> yeah. won the whole thing yeah but you're not questioning like oh why is this girl here why is that girl here right. like they deserve to be there and it's like well you you you, you, meet all, you met all too. the same requirements, right? You're right, right there in that room. So you should never walk into a room like that and doubt yourself because right. you worked your way to be there, both of you. For sure. That's I know yeah. I'm talking to Elena right now because she that's said it, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> and you and Brandon, everyone here. <laughs> I know I, be- I belong there. Yep. <laughs> he said I belong there. <laughs> 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 but no, that's, that's, definitely, that's definitely a reality, too. Like, uh, I, was running against, I was running against two other people, Malik and Jordan. Those are my dogs. But um, while we were in there, like, to touch on that, it was, like, really, like, I'm watching them do their thing. And it came, it got to a point where it was sort of like, you know, I really don't care who wins. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No matter who wins, this role, this title is going to be in good hands. Because right. I think we sort of all figured out towards the end, like, yo, we kind of all have the same mindset. You know what I'm saying? No matter who wins, this is a platform where we're going to take it and do what we can with it. And I feel like all of us, you know, we share, we just shared that common goal. And it just towards the end made it kind of like, okay, if this person wins, like when we were waiting for, I don't know about you, when we were waiting for the names, like, I was ready to celebrate regardless of what it was. You know what I'm saying? It just it just so happened it was me and it was her. So um, that was dope. But it was like, you know, either anybody could have won and we would have been happy with it. Yeah. Like, I can second that on uh, Junior because a lot of the girls that I met throughout the pageant, I had never seen a day in my life. But now we're really close. And so it was nice or, like, it was heartwarming for me or whatnot that after the pageant those girls came to the game with me and was like hey we're gonna support Support you right and I was like wow that's crazy I just met y'all like a month ago and now we're closer than ever and we I remember we were backstage we were talking about like you know whoever wins it's it's like Junior said it's in good hands like we all became like a really close tight-knit community and it was just really great all in all do you think that made it like a lot more enjoyable, the process, knowing that at the end of the day, whoever does win, I'm going to root for them anyway. I respect them anyway. They deserve it. So it just took like a little bit of pressure off of like, it doesn't matter who wins at the end right. of the day, because we all have the same mission. We all have the same mindset. We all have the same goals. And it was just easy to just go out there, give it your all and just sure. leave it up to God. For right. sure. For sure. And then and w- the thing is, we was backstage and like whenever somebody would go and they come back, we'd be ready. Like high fives. Like, come mm-hmm. on, you killed that. Like, yeah. oh, it's over. Like, I remember like telling like we were literally about to go out and I just heard behind me Malik, like Malik and Jordan. And Malik goes, and the winner is Joel Paul Jr. I'm like, boy, watch out. The winner is Malik. <laughs> Ch- like, watch out. It's Jordan. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we all just, you know what I'm saying? We just backstage supporting each other. So it definitely made the process so much easier. Yeah, and less nerve-wracking. Like, yeah. I, I get super, like, anxious and shaky and jittery. And I just remember, like, after my one-day question, I don't think I bombed it, but I don't think I could have done – I could think I could have done better than what I did. And I just remembered, like, getting a hug from Alicia and Ayana. Shout-out to all my girls. Taya. Uh-huh. I got to think about everybody's names, y'all. They can't come to me right now. But shout-out to all the girls who competed in the pageant and really just everyone who competed in the pageant, like Malik Jordan Jr. Y'all are all amazing. Like, they helped me calm my nerves down. When I was going crazy, I was like, 
like, you know what? I just messed up my one stage question. I'm going to cry. And I'm dramatic, okay? <laughs> and I was being dramatic backstage. I was chomping on uh, Starbucks in the nah. dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> I was going crazy. But they were this, there to support me. And like, even after the interview, we were like, how did your interview go? You know, don't forget to ask questions at the end of the interview. Make sure you mention this. Make sure you mention your platform, what you're all about. So it was just really nice to just have that sense of strong community there supporting one another that no matter who wins we're 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 still in the title is in good hands you know and i think that speaks to how strong um the black community is at uk because right. we're you guys are competing for a scholarship that's you know it's going to help whoever wins you're still you're still out there like helping each other at the end of the day right. for sure. i mean it's not that many of us we we got to stick together yeah, you know? yeah we got to if you guys want to plug your instagrams and stuff you can do that oh, you yeah. want to ask them to do that oh Hey, y'all. It's Elena. You can follow me on Instagram at Elena Tobo, A-L-A-Y-N-A-A-T-O-B-O. Um, and, yeah, I'm not too big on, like, TikTok or none of that, but y'all can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh, this is Junior. Uh, y'all can follow me on the gram at jlx.p. Um, my YouTube, I had said previously, but my YouTube is jr apostrophe s and then world like juice world w r l d. So that's Junior's world, and uh, yeah, y'all see my updates on there. Y'all, he he low key TikTok famous. Like Man, I had, he I came up on my for you page on, you over this in the I summer. Did? Yes, oh. in the summer, I was like, not this boy go to my school. Oh man, <laughs> uh, I don't be on the tip. Okay, so the TikTok, <laughs> I'm gonna get back on that. But school, just you know, what I'm saying, as soon as I get on TikTok, it's just like a pit, and I just lose myself, and I just don't end up doing homework. So I will be back on TikTok, but I, I think I'm, I think I'm at like 70k right now. But I'm gonna okay. get back on that. But it's the same thing as my YouTube. So if y'all wanna tap into that until I get back, then yeah. Y'all can do that too. We got two TikTok celebs in the studio today. You are a TikTok no. celebrity? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like 150. What? No. See, I gotta get yeah. on his level. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, okay. but no, I'm like you. Like You're I like I was making them in the summer or whatever when it's like fun. I don't have any yeah. school. I don't. I I don't like. It's not something that I'm like worried about. Like I'm yeah, like this I swear. is. I need to get this degree. I swear. So, because Bro. at the end of the day, like that's gonna be there Y'all like I, right I, i'll <laughs> tell the jokes later like i don't yeah. have time for this right now um same boat, same boat. but yeah it's not like i'm not like walking around i'm like yeah <laughs> this is yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's <laughs> humble he's humble but i like to proud. <laughs> i'm proud i tell everybody about his tiktok for sure for sure well thank you guys both so much for being here i feel like we had a really important conversation a lot of really important conversations so thank you for Making this about more than the pageant. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, having open conversation. And congratulations. Because yeah, it was very well deserved. You guys yes. deserve it. Appreciate um, it. I know that the other p- candidates probably would have been just as good, but you guys really do deserve it. And I'm happy that you guys won. So congratulations. I can't wait to see what you guys do and what you guys all accomplished throughout your term and even after. Appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Bowman's Friends to stay up to date with our upcoming episodes. Feel free to DM us with topics you want us to cover and guests you want to hear from.